Welcome to What's on the Block, a podcast hosted by X4 Technology, getting answers to the biggest questions on blockchain and the metaverse. The virtual world has a global community of innovators, and we are here to tell you what they're up to. My name is Maxine, and I'm here with Rahul Sood, who is the CEO and co-founder of Irreverent Labs. We're going to talk about everything you need to know about NFTs. Rahul, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. So to start off, can you tell us what is an NFT? The technical term for an NFT or the de- or the, the acronym, I suppose, is just non-fungible token. But w- what it is in layman, it's a, uh, if you think about like um, dollars, uh, like fiat currency, your US dollars, those are sort of fungible uh, because they're all basically the same. So if I have $5 and I give you two and you give me three back, uh, it's it, they're all basically the same dollars going back and forth. So they're fungible. Non-fungible just means that they're all unique. Everything that, that you have is unique. And, uh, and so an NFT is basically a, a, a non-fungible uh, digital cryptocurrency that's attached to a, uh, you know, a, either a piece of art or a, um, you know, a game, an in-game asset or uh, some sort of s- something related to, say, music, audio or music entertainment uh, or gaming, essentially, or art. It, it's 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 something that's unique, I guess you could say. So when you're buying an NFT, you're you're buying something unique uh, because you're either a collector or you're you're um, you're going to use it in a game or something like that. Um, and you, you kind of talked about this a little bit, but what makes an NFT valuable? Well, you know the the thing about what what makes something valuable, I, I, it's it's a tough question. So for example. If you buy a Rolex Daytona watch, you know, um, what makes a Rolex Daytona valuable is that there's very few Rolex Daytonas out there. And, you know, Rolex, if you go to any store right now, there's nothing in stock, so you can't buy one. Uh, an NFT, um, well, it really depends because not not all NFTs are, are valuable uh, or go up in value for that matter. Um, some, some NFTs do because, you know, they're... Uh, it's it's a it's a combination of like what I would say everything strikes white lightning where you've got like a really unique artist creating a series or a specific piece of art that's in demand it's being featured by say Christie's and Sotheby's or um, or it's a it's an in in game asset that's sort of limited that's doing really great things in in games I guess you could say like for example a digital horse which. Uh, <clears throat> like a thoroughbred, which 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 you can race and you can win money with uh, in uh, you know in races, and it's got a winning history. Uh, that digital thoroughbred may be worth more because it's a it's it just does really well in races, for example. We can talk about that a little bit. Why are you investing in an NFT horse racing company? What is the story behind that? Uh, yeah, good question. So. Back in, um, I mean, I've, I've been in NFT since the beginning, which is really 2017, so it's not that long ago. But in, in 2018, uh, January, I, I got a message from the founder of um, Zed Run uh, on LinkedIn, um, who, who, his name is Chris Lauren. He's a great guy from Australia, and he's building this, he had this vision to build a, uh, a horse racing platform on the blockchain where the, the, the horses um, <clears throat> live and breathe on blockchain as NFTs. And, uh, and they have different bloodlines, um, they have uh, different genotypes, and, um, and essentially there's a limited number of horses that they're going to produce. And, and, and so my partner and I looked at this and said, yeah, we should totally invest in this. So we decided to invest in it. 
And um, they have come a long way. <laughs> Let me just say that this company is blowing up now. It's probably one of the more, well, it's, it's the earliest, it's one of the earliest uh, play to earn games on the market right now. Um, it has grown significantly. Um, you know, it's, it's probably worth, uh, well, it, it's certainly based on their last valuation. The last round they did was over $200 million. And, uh, and it's, it's, I, I think it's probably way undervalued at that price right now, just based on their, their, their market growth and, and trajectory. And the idea is that people who love horse racing, who want to have, you know, a barn full of horses, uh, you know, like a stable of racehorses, uh, don't really want to actually, you know, don't have room for, for, for real racehorses. So they buy these digital racehorses and they can keep them on a digital wallet somewhere. Um, and, and you can race those horses just like you can regular horses. These races happen every, happen every five minutes on the blockchain using the Z.run uh, website. And uh, and they're you know, they got brand uh, uh, brand sponsorships with NASCAR. They have like a, a whole bunch of different companies coming in and sponsoring them now. They even did the Melbourne Cup uh, on in the metaverse uh, with Zed Run. Um, they have really done some amazing things. And what's cool about it is people who love horse racing are getting into digital horse racing. You talked about there being a limited number of horses available, and you know this very real world. Uh, application to what's going on here. Um, can NFTs be used as an investment? Um, I, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that likes to be careful about using the word investment in the U.S. Uh, I, I, I don't, I don't know. You know, there's something about the regulators here that uh, some, some of the regulators don't really understand how to regulate the space, and and the minute they hear the word investment, their ears perk up and they want to go after everything. Um, you know, the the reality is. Uh, anything that's that's limited and collectible can be an investment, I suppose. Um, you know, like a a, a a Rolex watch, for example, uh, a piece of art that you buy, uh, like a Picasso, can be an investment. Uh, and they're not securities, so you know, I, I just I, I just want to be I'm a little like cautious because I've been through the regulatory ringer uh, in the U.S. and it's not easy trying to explain this to to regulators. Um, some of them get it, and and many of them, most of them don't, and I think that's a bit of a problem. I think it, it has to change over time. But um, the answer to your question, you know, quite quite honestly, is uh, yeah, and anything that's that's limited and and collectible can be, uh, you know, collectible. So that's that's really up to the, the the person who's purchasing it how they view it. And so, for people who are looking to get involved, who are pretty new to this space, what is the relationship or connection between NFTs and cryptocurrency? It, it's it's actually a interesting question. So a, a, NFT is essentially a cryptocurrency, but it's not really a currency. Um, so it's it's more like a, a, a I would call it a crypto coin or a crypto token that's that's associated with a with an address that uh, that that has the NFT located at that address, I guess you could say. So <clears throat> think of it like the NFT is a digital certificate of often of ownership that you own that uh, that that particular thing. So when you see someone with one of those crypto punk gifs or those ape gifs on their on their Twitter, sure you can right click that gif and save it and keep it for yourself, but you can't sell it because you don't own it. But the person who owns it can sell it because they actually have the 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 NFT, uh, you know, the address, and they own that in a wallet, and they can sell that, and that's what that's what makes it different. I think one thing that people don't understand is how you 
can, you know, validate the authenticity of NFT. So could you explain a little bit about how one would be able to do that? Like, for example, the Board Board Apes Yacht Club, they might have an event somewhere where they say, you know, bring us your Board Apes and you can get into this exclusive event, for example. Um, And the way you validate it is you have a MetaMask wallet on your phone and you can open up your MetaMask wallet and you can show you actually own this, this particular ape and it'll get you into that event. And, uh, and, and that's really, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, when, when you walk in with your, with your COVID, uh, you know, verification certificate on your phone, your digital verification that you got the, the vaccine, it's the same sort of idea, except this is actually, you know, th- this is actually digital ownership of a piece of art that you own. Uh, and it's, and it's, and it's proven because it's on the blockchain and it's using your MetaMask wallet. You know, like you could, you could take a picture of a, a, a Mona Lisa, for example, right? But that doesn't mean you own that Mona Lisa. It means you went to a museum and you took a picture of it. In this case, you're proving that you own it because there's actually a record on the blockchain saying that you actually own this particular Uh, This wallet owns it. And because you have the keys to that wallet, you're the owner. Many would acknowledge an unsustainable momentum behind NFTs as, you know, they're pulling in an estimated $2 billion per month. Do you think that the hype around NFTs is sustainable? Well, certainly not at the rate that you're seeing. Like, for example, um, look, I've been through every major Bitcoin correction, uh, you know, throughout the years. Uh, and I've been through four different bubbles, um, you know, in, in, in the crypto space. Um, and what people need to understand about this market is that as 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 new things come up, um, you know, the, it ebbs and flows basically. So, um, so as an example, Bitcoin is sort of the the uh, the king kind of currency. It's it's the real hard money in this space. There's no other hard money. Uh, in in cryptocurrency than Bitcoin. Bitcoin is is really the one that people will invest in. And uh, and what drives interest to Bitcoin is is you know people read articles about Bitcoin and that sort of thing. But it's usually new users coming into this ecosystem. So in in 2017, new users came in because of all the ICOs that were happening. And you know it started out small, but then it grew rapidly to there where it was like over 2,000 ICOs going on, and most of them were uh, absolute like scams. Um, and, uh, and, you know, unfortunately for regulators, they didn't know the difference between a scam and a, and a real company that was trying to build something. And so they just kind of like uh, picked who they wanted to go after and went after them. But really th- they could go, they could spend all their time going after scams and they could generate a lot of money just, just going after these, these people who are, who are preying on people. But, but regardless, there was a bubble and the bubble popped, you know, the ICO bubble popped and, and the crypto market collapsed. Bitcoin went from 20,000 to 3,000. Everyone thought it was over. But those of us who had been through multiple bubbles in the past said, no, it's, it's going to continue growing. Bitcoin will come back. And in fact, companies like Zed and Axie Infinity were just like, you know, sort of like struggling, um, you know, in, in, in 2018 uh, and 2019, when the market collapsed, they were sort of struggling along and they could barely raise money with, with anybody because no one wanted to touch cryptocurrencies. Now that the market is back and it's booming, everyone's acting, you know, like, oh my God, these companies are amazing. We should all invest in them. So they, so, so, and, and a new flow is coming in where, where uh, the new users are interested in art, they're interested in music, they're interested in culture, uh, they're interested in gaming. So it's a whole new audience of people coming in through NFTs into the crypto market. 
And again, um, there's there's so many of them happening that a lot of these like knockoffs and things like that are going to go to zero and uh, and people are going to sort of retreat back into Bitcoin. But the nice thing about these NFTs are that a lot of them are going to stick around and continue to build this foundation and continue to go forward. So if, you're, if your question is, are NFTs here to stay? The answer is yes. If your question is, are we in an NFT bubble? The answer is yes. In your opinion, are NFTs the future of art and collectibles? Oh, absolutely. I think NFTs are a massive future in art, collectibles, gaming, entertainment, uh, without a doubt. There's a reason that I, you know, I, I started this company with with my partner. Um, we're, we're we're building a, you know, a, a hundred year. We, we have a we have a, a game that we're building right now. It's a hundred year game built on blockchain, where uh, the characters are artificially intelligent NPCs or non-player characters living on the blockchain as NFTs. It, it's ridiculous, you know, that we can even do this with the type of technology that's out there now. It's amazing, and the beautiful part is that the players get to own their characters. It's amazing. So, you know, you, you can't, like, bl- blockchain allows us to, to, uh, to, to give the ownership to the user. And then it also gives the user the, the, the proof of authenticity or the proof of ownership um, through, you know, through wallets and things like that. So it, it's, it's a very, very neat space. And without a doubt, this this is a future that's here to stay. Thank you, Rahul, for speaking with us about NFTs. Tune in next week to stay in the loop with What's on the Block. 